Welcome to the Band of Brothers Cycling Podcast. In this series, we talk about the biggest races in cycling and how we prepare for them and give you some insight into the personalities within the team. Hi everyone and welcome to a very special episode of the Band of Brothers podcast. Today we're coming to you direct from our team hotel at the Giro d'Italia, where we've got with us the man of the moment, stage nine winner and my fellow Australian, Jai Hindley. With him is also sports director extraordinaire Enrico Gasparotto. Today we'll be talking with Jai and Gaspar about the phenomenal first few stages of racing we've had both in Italy and Hungary, where we've taken two stage wins so far with Lenny Kemner and Jai himself. We're also going to be having a look at what's to come in the race. So Gaspar, thanks for joining us once again. Thank you, you. And Jai, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. So first of all, congratulations for a really impressive first week, guys. I mean, thanks to Jai and Lenny, probably, because they have to pedal every single matter during the, the stage. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, definitely a lot more than that, you know, like, uh, yeah, I think as a team, it's been pretty phenomenal so far, like the support, like, uh, we've had from uh, the other riders and, and the staff here. So yeah, big thanks to everyone. Keep going in this way, Jai. That's the that's the po- that's the point. Yeah, yeah. So, Gaspar, you said in our last episode before the Chiro that the preparation of our three leaders wasn't perfect, and uh, that the main goal of the first week will be surviving. So, when we are now looking back on the first week, um, we have two stage wins. That's definitely more than just surviving. Our low expectations sometimes the healthier way of approaching races for you? Well, to be honest, uh, I still, uh, I'm still convinced that uh, was the right approach. And uh, I'm still convinced that, okay, yes, we are performing pretty well. And uh, Jai yesterday was uh, phenomenal on the final because we could stay with the main contenders. And uh, still, we have to keep in mind where we are coming from. So for Jai, what happened in the the night before Liegi, anyway, we it was with him. I mean, uh, in Etna, I suffered um, a bit more than yesterday. That's pretty sure and clear. And uh, and we have still two weeks in front of us. So to answer to you, yeah, definitely, I prefer always a lower approach to the things because uh, in this way you can. Uh, day by day, built up the confidence. And you mentioned Etna there. So Jai, you told us that you suffered quite a bit on Etna. So how confident were you ahead of the blockhouse stage? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, still pretty confident, but uh, confident that I was going to be suffering a lot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like the legs are actually still quite good. And yeah, normally we Grand tours, you know, like I tend to ride into it a bit and get better as the race goes on. So I knew personally that the first few uh, hard days of the race were probably going to be the toughest uh, in terms of, yeah, just finding finding the legs again. So, uh, yeah, before blockhouse, I didn't really know what to expect, actually. But, uh, 
Yeah, in the end, I'm pretty happy with the outcome, to be honest. <laughs> also, us, we're pretty happy with the outcome, to be honest. Chai, when, when Carapaz attacked yesterday, um, at least on television, it looked like you, you first tried to follow, but then uh, you stayed in the group with Almeida. Um, did you think there was a chance to get back, or was it more about just keeping your steady rhythm up the, the whole climb? Um, yeah, like I said, uh, I sort of ride into, into ground tours a bit and like find my legs as the race goes on. So, um, yeah, I knew when, when Richie Port was, uh, finished with his turn, the, uh, Carapaz was going to launch an attack and, uh, yeah, I just, actually, I just wanted to ride my own tempo because I knew I didn't have that real explosive punch uh on the day and uh yeah i just tried to like maintain the gap or like slowly bring it back which i think worked pretty well and then uh yeah actually almeida was just behind and uh he was riding a better tempo than i was and actually closing the gap so yeah it was good to you know <laughs> get some rest on his wheel actually and uh and then come back to the front group it worked out very well actually huh? yeah for me it was ideal so <laughs> can't complain and in a moment like that in in such a hectic finale can you tell us Gaspar, what it's like trying to communicate with your rider from the team car i mean seriously the part uh, the part that is important i try i'm trying always to give all the information to the riders to remind them what is coming up uh so the the kilometers that um, they are waiting for them for example yesterday the corner or the last uh, 250 meters details about that and then uh, i know that like jai really to be pushed a bit on the radio so then i did the, on my own style <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i can uh i can back that up 100 um But yeah, no, it was good to have Gasper like giving some pretty key information, you know, like about the last, the, the gradients of the last kilometers and yeah, the, the final right hand corner, the like slightly uphill finish and yeah, all this like key information, which actually, you know, you sort of only really half listen to when you're like full racing, you know, because you're just totally focused on on your effort um but yeah like subconsciously you're like taking in this information so actually it's uh really helpful chai when did you realize you were able to win the stage was it in the in the turn before the final 250 meters or maybe even earlier this these last like i don't know 1500 meters to go it really like flattened out a lot And we came, I think it was then we came back to the front three guys and yeah, there I could like really catch my breath again and recover as much as possible. Um, and yeah, I mean, I wasn't super confident with my sprint to be honest against, uh, yeah, guys like Carapaz and Bardet, you know, they're actually quite punchy in a finish like that. So yeah, I knew I... In my opinion, I was like better off leading out the sprint after a hard climb uh, and making the other guys try to come around me than vice versa. So 
Uh, actually, I think it worked out pretty well, but it was a pretty long sprint, I'll say that much. <laughs> so looking at the, the whole week of racing, Gaspar, you told us that the stages in Potenza and Napoli are going to be really tricky. Is everything, did it go how you thought it would go or was there anything unexpected throughout the whole week? Yeah, for me, the the weekend, uh, the last weekend uh, is the most, uh, the hardest weekend of the Giro. And I'm sh- quite pretty sure about that because next weekend we, we have only two hard stages. And the last weekend there is a time trial in Verona, super hard stage on Saturday with Marmolada. But on Friday is not that hard. I mean, it can be, we can have some surprises, but not that hard like it was uh, last weekend. And uh, to be honest, Potenza, it came out like expected, exactly the same, Napoli not, because um, I, I was expecting a little bit more action on the circuit that we did four times, but probably every team realized that uh, it was such a tri- tricky circuit and uh, and uh, was much better to 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 ride that circuit uh, in a kind of steady out of trouble pace uh, without doing anything crazy to protect all the leaders or the different leaders from different teams and to go to go through the day as safe as possible and uh, and that's why they let go immediately uh, a breakaway that is turning up to be a really good one without any any GC contender or any important team in. So at the end was uh, tactically wise, was, was quite simple. Nothing, nothing crazy was all about positioning and, and we could go through the day in a safe way. Kasper, let's have a look on, on, the other, on the other riders of the team. From, from your perspective, how was the first week of the Giro? So, Emo is still in contention for the GC. Wilco lost some time. Lenny seems to be in really good shape. Um, how's your perspective on, on the other riders? I have to say that the ri- uh, riders are riding this Chiro pretty well all together and they really help each other in every situation. I, I really wanted to mention also Gampi. Patrick Gamper and also and also Cheche and Ben because uh, they're they're doing a great job and uh, probably most of the time uh, is at the beginning of the race and uh, maybe the people uh, doesn't like to see the, to watch the, the first part of the race they're more concentrated on the final and uh, they we they could stay always out of the tricky and difficult situations and that's also thanks to them. And okay, yesterday actually we lost uh, a little bit Vilko because uh, he had really bad luck to, to with this mechanical problem in a in a worst moment possible because uh, we were going pretty fast downhill and we were going also quite fast uphill into the approach of Blockhouse and was really incredible a mess and the jury also that didn't help us on that to be honest because normally. Normally, when uh, there is a mechanical problem for riders, they they close their eyes and they let the teams, not only us, but also the other teams, help to help uh, the riders who have the mechanical to come back. And yesterday was definitely not the case. And uh, and I actually I'm sad for Vico because 
already before this Giro, he showed uh, a great commitment to this, uh, to the goal, to do a good GC because uh, he's the only one of our riders that he did the recons together with me, and he was always willing to do it. So um, when you know we are a team and we are we are here with eight riders, and in a day like yesterday. That is a day yesterday evening is a night of celebrations actually you know obviously Vico was part of the celebration without any problem but you I could see still a little bit obviously of disappointment that it's also normal uh, but you know this is a this is a kind of uh, bittersweet uh, feeling a little bit but mm, anyway you know the good thing uh, out of that is that Vico has a lot of experience and uh, I'm pretty sure that the good wave that we have at the moment in this team uh, will also help him to move on and uh, to look forward and I think he's already in in that process and um, and I think he, he, he can be a really key role on the next few stages, on the next two weeks and obviously yeah. ab about uh, the others, Lenny has been has been doing a great Giro so far. Giro great. Also. Yeah. Giovanni, ah, yeah, Giovanni also is uh, is riding. I hope that Giovanni can take his own opportunity on the next few stages because he's uh, showing uh, great skills of uh, a good bike rider. I mean, he's so young, but uh, he, in some moments he is able to drive the team in the right position. He's able to bring them up all together. He's able to. To do that, and he's young. We have to remember that he's young and he's second year Italy, I think. And uh, and yeah, Emu also yesterday. I think uh, it could show that in uh, on his the right path to to be again at that level uh, where he was uh, a few years ago. Um, what exactly happened to Wilco yesterday? Ah, yeah, okay. Vilko yesterday in the descent uh, of Passo Lanciano, so the, the second last climb, he had um, a broken wheel. And then um, we had to stop to change the bike because uh, to change the bike uh, is much quicker than to change the wheel. But obviously, with the cars, we were stuck a little bit behind because of the crash of uh, Tesfazion from the breakaway. And uh, to arrive to Vilko, it took really a lot of time. And that was the that was the start of the mess, and um, then uh, thanks to Giovanni and Ben, we could brought we could brought uh, Vilko back to the bunch, but uh, we had to give him back the, his race bike, so we had to change another time, and I think that was a little bit too much uh, for Vilko because we were getting really close to the bottom of a super hard climb that Bocau was kind of forty five minutes effort probably no. Yeah, obviously, I was in the car, it felt longer, but... <laughs> but yeah, anyway, the pace in the peloton was like full gas, you know, it was, uh, it was just one line, and yeah, just riding in 20th position was already an effort at that stage, coming off the descent, so, you know, to, to have like a, yeah, have to swap the bike, or to have any bad luck in that, that stage of the race was like... Yeah, it couldn't have been. It couldn't have been the worst timing. Chai, there are a few more easy sta easy stages now. When would you say is the next real GC day, and how are you 
preparing for this? Yeah, I mean, probably tomorrow would be the next GC day, mate. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it looks pretty easy on paper, but for sure every day, every day in a Grand Tour when you're doing GC is a GC day. Like, <laughs> flat, hilly, like, downhill, whatever you want. Like, every day you have to be 100% focused and you can't switch off. So, yeah, I mean, uh, on paper tomorrow looks quite easy with the first half flat, but... It's not going to be an easy day. Like this second half of the of the, the stage is uh, really, really solid. So, yeah, tomorrow will be the next the next one, mate. So going back to before the Giro started, um, you weren't necessarily at a hundred percent confidence because of the last minute illness that you had before the Giro. How would you judge that you've recovered from that? And where do you think you are now in terms of your fitness and being on track for what's to come? Mm, yeah, it was hard to. It was hard to, I don't know, know where I was, you know, because actually uh, before, the, uh, before flesh, I was feeling quite good, you know, like uh, coming down from altitude and then, yeah, it was super unfortunate to get this virus thing and not actually start Liège. Uh, but, yeah, I was had like three days off the bike completely and then started a game with some super easy training and then just gradually build that up uh in the final week before before coming to Hungary so yeah it was it was still like a big question mark I would say like I had one day where I really had like a solid hit out and I did you know full gas efforts and really tested the body and actually reacted pretty well and I felt pretty decent but yeah it's also hard to hard to know if that's gonna compare to a race situation, you know, of like 190k or 200k back to back. So I really, coming into the side, I really just didn't know how the body was going to go. And uh, yeah, yeah, in the end, it's been uh, not too shabby, I would say. Gaspar, what to expect from the second week of the Chira now? Uh, I mean, uh... Jai said one thing uh, that is pretty correct for the GC leaders. There's no, there is only the rest day where you can uh, just unclick yeah, your but, mind. Uh, but even that, you still have to do podcasts, eh? <laughs> podcast, inter interview because you won yesterday, and then uh, probably other interviews and other calls and whatever. But this is part of your job because you are becoming famous and more important day by day, my friend. Good luck with that. It's part of the game. Um, Can I say about being famous? Yesterday on yesterday's stage, everyone was talking about how it's your second home. Can Can I just butt in and ask about that? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, when I was an amateur, uh, first year under twenty three, actually rode for an Italian team that was based in the region of Abruzzo for like six months. Um, yeah, it was like a pretty life-changing experience if you want to if you want to call it that. You know, like it was uh, pretty eye-opening and um, yeah, it was it was really cool actually. I lived with the team owner for six months and yeah, just raced with Italian guys and uh, yeah, it was a crazy uh, life opportunity, I would say. Just in general, you know, much more than just bike racing. Like, I really learned a lot about, about it, like, all aspects of life. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, 
it's always nice actually for me to come back to a Brutzer and like race on on some of the the old training roads that I used to train on and actually yesterday we did quite a few and uh yeah I used to train on Paso Lanciano quite often and yeah I actually did the full climb up to Blockhouse a couple of times not too many times but a couple of times uh but yeah it's it's always nice to come back here and uh, I have to add also that uh, now we are in Montesilvan in Pescara in the hotel and uh, back in 2005 here I won uh, Italian championship <laughs> to be honest nice. so I also have good memories about Abruzzo and uh, I, I still do believe that uh, you know everything comes together actually everything comes together somehow in some point and uh, you know uh, in this way, you can uh, afterwards remember these moments and uh, and uh, tell the stories to someone else. And it's good, I mean. But Gaspar, back to my question. What to expect from, from the second week now? Uh, it's a daily, day-by-day process. Like I said already in the other podcast, uh, big tours, so you have to approach uh, uh, every single stage day-by-day, day, analyze every single thing of this stage in detail and uh, having uh, back in mind what you what, uh, what you have to expect from the from now to the rest of the Giro and to be honest tomorrow like uh, Jai said the final is pretty solid he said and uh, and it's true I mean for sure the, the upcoming weekend uh, will be an hard one with Torino stage and uh, there's no doubts we did the recon we are pretty on on page on that but still, it's a everyday process, and uh, we go on daily basis. Okay, and can you tell me about Lenny's? Obviously, you had a pretty remarkable Giro so far. What's the plan for him? So, is he going to be helping the GC guys? Is he going to be going for stages? What's he going to be doing? If you can tell us. So this uh, podcast has been so successful until now that so many people are listening to us. That's why. That's why I will keep my ideas by, for myself <laughs> and I will explain that ideas together with my team tomorrow. <laughs> You'll hear all about it on the next episode, eh? <laughs> <laughs> how, to, how, how to keep the people interested in that. Okay, so we keep the, the tactical questions um, for, for the next episode and uh, look back on, on what has happened without telling any secrets now for the, for the next stages. And breakaway plans. I mean, for sure, um, for Giovanni can be an opportunity tomorrow, somehow. But then uh, we also keep in mind, keep in mind that we are riding GC, and uh, and we should support anyway our GC leaders in any kind of situations. So it's always, um, you know, it's always tricky to play two games at the same time. So from one point on, uh, we will play one only game. But uh, again, this is something that uh, we have to decide uh, day by day and uh, to see how also the race develop. Because I can also see right now chance for Vilko, for example, on the on the last week. And I can also see chance for Lenny if he doesn't want to do GC or if we decide that he doesn't do GC. <laughs> I can see also opportunities for for Giovanni. So, I mean, I think that we 
you know, we need to keep these good vibes as long as possible because uh, I think that helps a lot the team to perform and uh, and that's it. Okay, guys, so one last question for the both of you. Um, how do you think this year is going to end? Do you have any stage that you're particularly looking forward to or any predictions about what's going to happen with the pink jersey and Lopez? You cannot ask that to me because I'm part of the team and we have a goal and we have a dream as well. So goal and dream are two different things. I can only say that. Um, I think the goal is uh, pretty realistic and the dream, uh, like every dream, uh, is maybe a little bit uh, less realistic than a goal, but uh, still uh, possible that it happened. So, and also I'm a dreamer and uh, as long as I can, I really like to dream high. Uh, and this is my point of view, actually. And uh, yeah, for me, I think, uh, yeah, so far the race has been really, as a team, we've had a really good race, I think, so far. And uh, yeah, I think there's still a lot more to come, I would say. And yeah, also for me personally, uh, yeah, one of my own personal goals was just to be back at the, the level that I was like similar to two years ago, you know, and uh, yeah, to get the win yesterday was, yeah, for me personally, was massive. So um, yeah, definitely a step in the right direction and yeah, all to play for with the GC, I think. Okay, guys, so it was great to have you on the podcast, Gaspar, back again as a guest, and Jai for the first time. So it was really good to talk to you guys, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the race unfolds, but I'm sure we've got a good game plan. Thank you very much, Stephanie. Thank you very much, Stephanie, and uh, hope to have another chat because uh, something uh, good uh, will happen to us. I have only to say you have to put in the podcast somehow, somewhere, Ice cream and ocean, the world. <laughs> and then I became a legend. Thank you for helping me in that process. Cheers, good luck, guys. And uh, hopefully we can speak on the next rest day about uh, another good week at the Chiro. That's, that's the plan. And thanks to you, our listeners, as always. We hope to see you again for our next episode where, hopefully, as Gasper says, we can reflect on some continued success here at the Giro. So until next time. <laughs>